fellow follically challenged gentlemen, I just want to say we'll be taking up a special offering for a hat for the one guy that could have used it this morning. <laughs> so, thank you guys. What a blessing. You bless us big. So glad to see all of you here uh, this Christmas day. Jesus said that when it comes to communion, that as we partake of it, we're proclaiming his death until he comes again. It's a, it's a phrase that actually anticipates us being right where we are at that place where we, like the ancients, anticipating him coming the first time. We, as Christians now, anticipate him coming again and bringing his kingdom in that much greater fullness, right? So in some ways, we are still uh, mourning with this world for redemption. It's not complete. It's started. There's a beachhead. Our hearts are being transformed, but, but God's not done. He's a long way from done with any one of us or especially with this world uh, as a whole. So some might say communion, maybe it's not about Christmas. It's about the cross. But they're both about Jesus, right? There's a it's interesting sometimes you can learn things by how those on the outside understand and portray you. Hollywood did that one time with a, with a Thanksgiving greeting. And I had it on video this morning, edited out all the super offensive parts. But seeing Terry's reaction to it, I'm tempted to just describe it. Is that okay? Talladega Nights years ago had a, a famous prayer in the midst of that incredibly irreverent movie. Uh, called the Baby Jesus Prayer. Is anybody familiar with the Baby Jesus Prayer? Okay, good. It's, a, it, it, it's an interesting prayer in that it portrays, I think, sometimes the way people who don't really understand the gospel may see it looking in. And even they see the irony of sentimentalizing, you try to say that, sentimentalizing Christmas. Um, Will Farrell is praying to baby Jesus, and he's interrupted by his wife. Hun, he grew up. He had a beard. He was a grown man. It's kind of off-putting for you to be pay, pay, praying as a gr grown man to baby Jesus. Well, I like the baby Jesus. He's all cuddly, and cuddly little hands, and that poochy little cheek and everything. I kind of like the baby Jesus. You can hold him in his arms. I'm, I'm praying now, and I'm, I'm going to pray to baby Jesus. And he starts thanking him for all his understanding of blessings in his life. That $22 million contract for the new uh, Mountain Dew uh, commercial he's doing and that $22 million he won on the racetrack as a NASCAR driver. And he's all, woo, everybody's getting pumped up about that. And his brother says, yeah, and I picture Jesus as like a, a rock star with wings, you know, and uh, a rock band behind him. I'm right there on the front row. And the kids chime in. They say, yeah, and I, I picture Jesus like, like a ninja taking all the bad guys out. Well, I picture baby Jesus and I'm the one that's praying and I'm going to pray to baby Jesus we cheat ourselves if we leave Jesus in the cradle if we don't understand he didn't just come to love us he came to set us free he didn't just come to make introductions he came to conquer sin and death on our behalf there's potency in Christmas that we rob ourselves of if we reduce it 
to being a sentimental affair of a cuddly God that we can keep in the size that doesn't affect our lives in any real material way. In doing this, we proclaim not only that he came, but that he conquered. We proclaim not only the cradle, but the cross, powerful enough to set us free. I heard a testimony yesterday that's still with me of a friend in our midst who said that after decades of battling with the besetting sin, he finally found the cure. And for him, it was a matter of confessing what the Lord said about him on a daily basis. And he, he wasn't there to explain exactly how God did it, but something about the truth of who God saw him to be, seeing himself through God's eyes, healed something so deep within that he no longer had that, that drive towards something to soothe him. Does that make sense? Now, now that's when the authority of God has power in your life. Not, not just over your life. You responding to his authority, but the world and everything about it responding to his lordship in your life can set you free. So until he comes again, we proclaim not only his cradle, but his cross. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. And he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body, broken for you. Do this as often as you partake of it in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins, for power over sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of you, Lord God, as you have commanded we partake of these elements, bless them, make them be what they signify, empower them to enact that in our own hearts and our own lives. Free us to be and free us to become who you see us to be, Lord of the universe, whose word will be honored for all eternity. Lord, let that have its effect in each of our lives. Set us free today. What a Christmas gift. When you gave us Jesus, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.